guys thank you for coming back to story time the episode that we have ready today i am so excited to do um been thinking about it been planning it been talking about it the entire week i have jamal from pucker up a rock band out in australia out on the other side of the world it's like what time there right now like super late at night uh 9 in the evening yeah on a friday nine, so 9 22 in the evening done. there <laughs> I've just it's finished literally like an eight-hour yeah. day of work. Yeah, one twenty-two, like in Narvo. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying like, to like be be at your level and have some beza and kind of you know, chill out <laughs> and have beers. And I still have to go that's to work. Good. I after love this. the commitment, man. Yeah, there we you go. You gotta go dude. to work, and that's it. I've been working all day, so I've literally been up on a roof. Like I do roofing full time, like as a job. So I've yeah. been up on the roof all day in the sun. I mean, it's winter right now in. Australia. It's winter in South Africa too, right? Yeah. Because you guys yeah. are in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like winter, man. Like it, I've had my shirt off all day. <laughs> like, oh, really? It's so good. Yeah. Shit, did uh, we? Yeah, had, just like, came back here and yeah. If I, if this, I, if, man, I'm excited. Oh, dude, me too. So you know, having having such a busy day, I want to say thank you for coming on and agreeing to do this after you know, like what you were working like two hours away from where you are, still did work the whole day to get back and have some beers with the boys <laughs> as well. Yeah, well, that's kind of um, that's kind of just my life at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, like we got a few things going on, obviously with the band and um, a few other uh, side projects. But among all that, I still work like every single day. Like um, here in Australia, I'm what they call a tradie, so I do trade work. So I get up early in the morning. I like yeah, <laughs> drive my car to work. I get out, get on my tools. I get up on the roof. I work hard, and then I come home at like four or five o'clock in the afternoon, and I get straight into this little room where we are right now uh, in our warehouse where we live and I play music with the boys pretty much so I'm ready to pass out <laughs> or um, have something else I need to do before I have to go back to work again tomorrow. So That's proper commitment, yeah. though. It's tactic, but I mean, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I found when you, when you slow down and you've got too much time to yourself, that's kind of when things can almost get little like a little bit depressing almost mm. like to use mm. that word it's when you slow down you got a lot of time to be by yourself and think think of things that's when you can you know get in your own head a bit so yeah. i'm glad that through all this kind of like iso uh covid19 stuff i've literally just been able to work non-stop like it hasn't affected me at all i haven't had a day off like yeah <laughs> it's yeah. pretty it's pretty crazy. It's good for my bank account but i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah all my friends are just smiling yeah, but all my friends are just chilling at home. Like the other day, I was getting up early for work and then all the boys around there are up early too, which is a rare sight. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're all about to go down to the surf. It's pumping down in Burley. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. You're like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you Got to go to work. Yeah. But <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. It is what it is. But when you got, got a goal, when you got someone, like something you're working to, I don't have to keep mine late nights and early mornings, you know? I'm sure yeah, you've um, experienced that. Yeah, dude. Like, I, you know, I, I think... There's a time and place in everyone's life, you know, for, you know, hands-on jobs, waiter. I went through a year of being a waiter and a bartender and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, 
you know, dude, everyone goes through it. I like, I have a feeling and I'm sure everyone, once they listen to the music, which we'll play a little bit of, um, but once they, you know, listen to the music and kind of get the vibe for who you guys are, um, that they'll have a good understanding that I don't think being a roofer is going to be a very long thing for you. <laughs> well, that, that's the plan, man. It kind of makes it a bit easier getting up at like 6am every morning when you when like I said, when you've got a goal and you've got something else you're working towards, because yeah. I've had it before where you just get up and go to a job and you, you don't have anything on the side or, or any kind of ambition, whether it be in that line of work or not. And you just go on and doing the same thing every day and staring at the same walls and just, it, it can get, um, it's, yeah, it's brain numbing. It just, yeah. you know, it affects your whole personality. So I think continuing to be driven and even if you come home from like a massive day of work and you're tired, you know, just like give it a crack. I found starting is always the hardest part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you procrastinate things so much and you think, oh, I'm too tired, a big day, I'll do it tomorrow. But the second you start, you just get on a roll with things. So, yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. Is, is, I can be wrong. Is is, yeah. is is that mindset of starting out being difficult and then slowly as the ball starts rolling, things start getting more of a flow. Yeah, I've been sure. I've I've been begging and waiting for a pucker up album or at least an yeah, EP. Yeah, it's um. Well, we've definitely got enough um, like songs for an album and an EP. I think at the moment uh, it's kind of like. It's like refining the song. So I think sometimes we, we write some stuff or we come up with something that we think, oh, that's really good, but it's maybe like um, something that will develop in the future. And right now yeah. as a young band, I think there's a certain type of sound we're trying to nail. And um, so the first thing we're going to do, we've got two singles out at the moment, uh, but the first, like the next step we're going to do will be to uh, like release an EP, maybe like six to seven tracks that um, we're going to make sure that all of that's um, mixed and, you know, mastered by friends of ours. And that's going to be a real yeah. like DIY project. That's just us with all our equipment, um, working with our friends and putting this all together. And then when it comes time to do the album, that's when we'll, you know, reach out mm. to mm. industry level people. But I think it's important right now to, um, keep it with, you know, make these things possible. So we're going to utilize that for now and keep this first EP really homegrown. And um, even if it doesn't, you know, sound the greatest. Yeah. Sonically, it's still going to um, have that authenticity that I think. Yeah. So, so looking at, you guys have two singles out, um, Contagious and Cargill, which we'll play a little mm. bit of. Um were both of those recorded where you staying? Was, was, was none so, of this done at like industry level? Um, so basically what happened was we had our own demo of Cowgirl that we'd had. And like, this is kind of the story of our first ever, um, how our first single came out. We had a demo of Cowgirl and I do like uh, modeling work and work with brands and stuff like that. And I was working yeah. with a brand um, Naz Complexion and we were doing a shoot and just for background music while we were shooting I put on this demo and the producer there goes what's that and I'm like oh that's our band and she's like <laughs> what's up, we're going to use she's like we're going to use this song for the um, for the video 
we, we need to get this song recorded. And we're like, well, we don't have a, a proper recording. This is just a demo we've done ourselves. So she was like, how much is it? And uh, we'd always wanted to record at this place called Rocking Horse Studios in Byron Sick. Bay. Sick. Um, that's where artists like Sticky Fingers have done oh, their album no. there. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Mother. So we were like, got in touch with them and it's like a thousand bucks or whatever for a day. And we're like, yeah, we can record a song in a day. So we came back to the producer and said, Hey, uh, it's going to be a thousand dollars to go record this song. She goes, cool. I'll include it in the budget for the video. <laughs> so Sick. that got paid for. And within a week we were in the studio recording cowgirl and, um, it wasn't even at the time, it wasn't even like the song that we'd sort of picked that was going to be like our first, you know, opening to the world, show the world who Parker Up is. But I can distinctly remember like coming up with that song in a jam and it was like, it was a real turning point. It was when I, there was kind of like this, oh man, I think we found like kind of a bit of our style, a bit of our sound, yeah, particularly yeah. our sing. I think the way I sung before that song was a lot more rough and punky. So um, yeah, to get into that song was a bit of a, like a bit of a um, upset for the band. Like it was, it kind of threw everything in its head the way I our see. plans were, I but it, I mean, it worked out well because the, the song's doing pretty well on Spotify and yeah, we recorded a music video for it. It's like a spaghetti Western, just literally just because the song's called Cowgirl. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, uh, that was interesting. And then when, when it came time to do Contagious, uh, we went back and worked with Nick Wilson at Rocking Hill Studios. Mm. Again, who's the guy who um, yeah, has done most of Sticky Fingers albums and we went back and did Contagious with him just because we've had a couple of um, studio sessions, but just, yeah, no one's been able to get it to like the raw stems to sound as good as he does. And then yeah. we work with a friend of ours called Blessed. He's an artist as well uh, from here in Australia. And uh, the boys, uh, like one of the guys in my band, uh, is a filmmaker and he did the film clip or a bunch of film clips actually for Bless. So when it came time to mix the track, we hit him up and he was on board. He, he, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he, he believes in us like just as That's much. Right, so dude. He was more than happy to help. Yeah. I think, I th wait, 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 wait. I keep saying we're going to do this. Let me get the speaker going. Yeah, sure. Man. We have to play a little bit of cargo. There's a part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> if you if anyone listening if you like rock and roll or in general if you just like good music this will be this will be down your alley uh let me find it yeah let me find it yeah let me find it yeah dude i have so much music on my phone i keep having to like delete <laughs> photos and videos just to like add more music okay let's play i'm gonna That's play it from like me, i'm gonna play it from like a minute in yeah here we go Dude, that's so good. That's my favorite part as well. Everything cuts out my, except my, for the vocals. My favorite here. I think it comes up now. 
look forward here for everyone. I love the screaming part just because like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, like when I say that this song was a little bit of an, like an upset for the band, it's just that, um, uh, like I've had a super yeah. like, yeah, this bit. It's coming. Yeah, the, the tempo definitely changes there. I like that Dude. song because it, it, it goes like this, just like the whole way, just it's builds so and builds. well put together, dude. I appreciate that, man, especially that being that. like our first ever um, entry to the world. But yeah, like um, like I was saying, when that song came out, just the opportunity we had to record it and get it ready. And like uh, we timed the release with the release of this, you know, uh, campaign that I was doing for the yeah. skincare company. Yeah. I know that's a bit of a funny story, but um, it's interesting you say that you like the screaming part because a lot of our other songs are like a lot heavier than that. That was yeah. one of the more sort of toned down songs, which is interesting that that's the, you know, our first uh, sort of launch into the world of music because yeah. like I said with the EP, it's a lot more fast paced and very mm, punk yeah. rock and stuff. And then we'd like to explore more of the, slower soulful stuff down the line i think right now our first uh yeah our first impression needs to be short fast loud exciting heavy mm. rock get people excited and then we can kind of showcase our our, our songwriting and our, our yeah. lyrical. but uh, it's even even in cowgirl I, I know that contagious is a little bit more like fast paced a little bit more heavier than cowgirl yeah. um yeah which we'll play Nana as well. But first, I, I just want to get a bit into, you're saying that you want to focus a little bit at a later stage on um, lyrical uh, potential and the lyrical uh, side of music. I think lyrically, like the line, sadistic mayhem turns on. Um, yeah. One of the lines that you said is like at your favorite part, like just yeah. that line alone and knowing that like, I know you guys wrote this, off of an actual experience that you guys had kind yeah. of makes me look at the lyrics of the song and go, hang on, like who is the cowgirl? Like what's going on throughout the song? So I'll, I'll clarify. Cause everyone thinks it's like sadistic mayhem turns her on, but it's like sadistic comma. Like that's a describing word. Like she's sadistic comma mayhem turns, mayhem turns her on. on. I dig that. I mean, that's I guess cool. you could think about it either way, but, um, I think uh, those parts of the song had been written earlier, um, pretty much just about like a previous relationship that I'd had. Yeah. Um, literally about a girl that just was excited by the idea of chaos and I thought oh, I had to really. write something about that. Uh, but then the, like the word cowgirl literally just came from, we were at Splendor in the Grass one year and- Which was a festival, after Splendor right? In, yeah, a big, like the biggest festival in Australia. Uh, we went to that and then uh, afterwards they have this like secret tunnel rave. It's like, it's not even in the festival. It's like two kilometers out of the festival down a what? dirt track in, in an abandoned like train tunnel. And it's literally, there's what? like no lights. There's just DJs and it's just like full like house music. And there's like hundreds and hundreds of people in there just raving out to the early no hours. Um, but I can just remember there were like these, uh, there were these two girls 
just as cowgirls for some reason. Just and because, they just, yeah. <laughs> they were just acting crazy. Like, we ended up getting talking and hanging out and stuff. They were really cool. And um, I just remember thinking, like, cowgirl is such a cool way to describe that kind of girl, you know? Like, she's yeah. wild. She's out there. She's, like, she doesn't give a fuck. She's sadistic. You know, the yeah. man turns her on. She gets excited by the idea of, of chaos and craziness. And uh, yeah, I wanted to capture that energy. And I just thought that cowgirl was sort of the the, the best word to use to yeah encapsulate that idea. And then, yeah. of course, we filmed the whole music video that was like a spaghetti western about a bad cowgirl that goes around and kills everyone. Yeah. Just, yeah it, it just kind of snowballed. Like it doesn't really mean anything. It's just kind of like, that's just the word I thought would be the best to describe that kind of girl. You know, she yeah. is a cowgirl. That's where the lyric comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like for me and I like, I, I don't want to get too deep into something that you guys have written, but like for me, the reason why I like the song, like even my girlfriend is obsessed with the song as well. And it's such a good song that keeps yeah, such a tempo cool. of like, you know, listen to this song, listen to this song. It's got this cool beat. It, it's almost like the way that you wrote it musically, it has this mystery to it. And when the screaming part comes is like the release of the mayhem that you talk about. And it's almost well, that's like, I picture this like, you know, a beautiful woman as like this cowgirl, you know, kind of everything's calm, <laughs> everything's cool. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then eventually it gets this point of just like the yeah. scream and like the let loose. Yeah. And you see that side of her that you're like, oh, yeah. shit. That's been but there it's a ride, man. Exactly. It's a ride, you know, it's, exactly. a, it's an adventure. And, you know, no one's going to come out on top. But I mean, you, you still, you go still for have it. a go. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't exactly. That, isn't that what life's all about you know exactly dude um uh, i think I <laughs> yeah. that like as a as a as a first tune that wasn't what you guys were choosing but i mean and obviously i'm looking from the other side of the world literally um yeah cowgirl because it's both calm and has that element of like you know like letting go yeah it makes it so easy for me to listen to because i've always you know like i said yeah. to you i've grown up on you know, Metallica and Guns N' Roses, ACDC, all that type of yeah. stuff. So it has that element for me that like makes me think back of like childhood and like the music that I love. But it's also such an easy song to play to my girlfriend and to play yeah. at a barbecue and to like play in the car on like a road trip because, it, you know, everyone finds something in the song that they love. And I think now, yeah. especially listening to Contagious, which is a little bit more hectic, which we'll play as well. But it's a little bit more hectic and it kind of that brought up that badass hard rocker punk side yeah. of you guys after giving people a taste of look at yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah look at how it's calm but we're also yeah. gonna lose our shit a bit in the song as well you kind of <laughs> gave everyone the opportunity to enjoy something that you've made and i think yeah you know i take my hat off to that kind of thing you know like well done dude genuinely i, I think, think that's what song really good single Cheers, man. Yeah. I think that's what's cool about uh, like the three guys in the band. So there's me, uh, Nick and Alan. Nick plays guitar. Nick does drums. I do bass and vocals. And I'm 
like I have like a super heavy like background of music listening and like I I was like an emo kid in high school and like really? I listen I listen to all that stuff like I still listen to Slipknot like every day and like yeah. so I've got a super heavy like kind of influence and then Alan's very like more chilled and like indie and melodic and then Nick's kind of the the groundbreaker in the middle who kind of like yeah like sets it all up and i think when you bring all those elements together that's what you said you can have those heavy parts of the song but it's still got like a catchy chorus or something and when we were starting the band that's one thing we like talked about was that you know we'd go and sit like i'd always go watch bands like super hardcore bands i used to love it going and moshing out to hardcore bands but like yeah I noticed there's like there's never really any like girls there dancing or stuff. It's a super like exactly. masculine exactly. environment, and we wanted our music to be pretty inclusive and like we want girls to be able to dance in the chorus. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the song, everything breaks down, and you know the guys are just like, "Oh shit, yeah, like, yeah." We want to like we don't want to try and appeal to everyone, but we want yeah, it, pretty much like you said, we we yeah, we want to. Um, mm have that different range in our song and even mm. song to song we have songs that could sound like they're off a death metal album and then we have songs that could sound like they're off a like acoustic chill I've, I've written songs on piano and stuff so really um i guess now it's figuring out how do we piece all this together and release it in a certain way and that we show the world who we are step by step that's, yeah that's kind of the the challenge we're facing now yeah so so looking into the band and having like three different influences throughout the band i think i don't i don't know Matt, much about like your two band members which is a sin on my part you know i i, I think we should you know do another one bring them on and you know get their perspective on things yeah, as well which sure. is always great to have but i i and that's what you asked me earlier before we started recording you asked me the question of how i found you guys and how I found yeah. Fucker Up. And I follow a lot of uh, Aussie brands um, like Billy Bones, uh, Method yeah. of Denim. Um, check both those brands out, both incredible brands out of, out of Australia. Um, and I'm obsessed with that like punk, uh, do your own thing kind of, you know, live your yeah. life sort of vibe, you know, go on road trips and drink beers on a Monday and, you know, just kind yeah. of do your thing. And, for some reason, guys like yourself are able to live that lifestyle and still achieve things and still get things done and still stay motivated and still, you know, make music and go to a job and chill with all the guys and, 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 and at the same time. And it's, it's this like roller coaster of a lifestyle. It's yeah. really intriguing. And I mean, I've just, I've just thrown like a, a girlfriend in that mix too. And I haven't had a girlfriend <laughs> in like two years. So it's, yeah. There's a lot of balance there. There's a lot of, I can't make this, I can't make that because I'm doing this and doing that. But, yeah. you know, I guess at the end of the day, you're just trying to focus on the things that are important, give everything its own bit of time. And, mm, mm. yeah, hope, hoping you're putting your energy into all the right things. Yeah. Well, shout out to your but girlfriend yeah, so how, for, for hanging in there for that, <laughs> how, for that lifestyle. So how did, you, how did you come on to Pucker Up, man? Yeah. So I followed all these Aussie brands and whatever. And um, I... Did Kissing Booth with Jacob Alordi, who's Australian. And um, yeah. he obviously knows a lot of Aussie music. And chatting to him and chatting to um, the owner of Method of Denim, Lloyd, 
um, who's an absolute yeah. legend. Um, change yeah, the two of them. Um, you know, I've got roots in rock and roll and, you know, so does Lloyd and, you know, Jacob's, Jacob's a huge fan of Sticky Fingers. He's got that, you know, really like rock and roll, but still laid back sort of vibe. Yeah. And chatting to them, I was like, hey, you guys have to put me in touch with like Aussie music because there's something about Aussie culture that is so similar to South African culture. We're yeah. just on two different sides of the world. Um, developing yeah. our own styles and our own thoughts and our own, you know, like ways of things. And they put me in touch with uh, Sticky Fingers, June Rats, um, what's your Skeggs that you mentioned the other day. Who's uh, yeah. Um, there was another one uh, like Hilltop Hoods, which is a little bit more like hip hop, you know, like yeah. rap sort of vibe, which is really, you know, chilled as well. And uh, got into all this music and sort of downloading and playing it, you know, here at home and, you know, for my girlfriend in the car and for everyone. And, you know, all the people around me started getting into it. And then I saw you had done work with Billy Bones. And I can tell you, I can tell you the exact photo. It's a photo of you wearing a jacket. That's the American flag. <laughs> and I was like, that is the, the coolest American jacket on jacket? the face yeah. of the planet. That was I a need fun day. Dude, that looks like a yeah, dope shirt. Yeah. I should have bought it. They offered, they're like, do you want to like, take this jacket instead of getting getting money for the shoot? And then I don't know why, but I took the money for the shoot. Oh, dude, you should have taken that jacket. I know, I know. Oh, well, someone's got it now and I'm sure they're rocking it to death. It's yeah, I'm sure sick. they are. I'm sure we can find them and just get it from them as well. But, um, yeah, so, so, sure. so they'll I see this podcast photo. and they'll hit you up. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Listen to it and uh, just bring that jacket, you know, his way. Oh, I'll, I'll find another one. And um, I saw that photo and I was like, wait, who's this guy? Um, and I'm obsessed with tattoos and tattoo art and all that kind of stuff. And you've obviously got, you know, a whole bunch of them. And I went and checked your profile and I saw that Puck Up was in your bio. And I was yeah. like, wait a second, who's Puck Up? And went into that and found Cowgirl. And you guys hadn't released Contagious at the time yet. And yeah. um, downloaded Cowgirl and played it for my girlfriend in the car. And, you know, she's very into like more laid back kind of vibe. Um, she's got a really good taste in music when it comes to like house and club stuff. And, you know, she's yeah, good cool. with hip hop and, you know, that kind of stuff as well. She's got a good taste in that. And I played it for her for the first time. And she didn't know that that like screamy, hectic part was coming. And I was like, <laughs> babe, you have to listen to this. And I played for her and she's like going with it. She's enjoying it. And it gets this screamy part and I'm fucking head banging, you know, while driving the car. And she's like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, like it picks up. And now, yeah. now it gets to the stage where we both listen to me, both head banging to like, you know, yeah, nice. the screamy part of the song. And I'm like, that's what successful music does. That's what good music does is that, you know, you took yeah, someone yeah. on two different sides of music and brought it together and got them jamming to the same stuff. And um, yeah. yeah, that's how I came across Pucker Up. And um, yeah, then you guys released Contagious. Downloaded that too. Obviously, we listened to that nonstop, and now I'm kind of like, "Hey guys, it's time for that EP. It's yeah, time it's to, coming. you know, it's time to yeah. drop that EP and give us something more to of, listen to." Yeah, there's a lot of work involved, and like, we're we're definitely um, perfectionists with it, and even just the lineup of songs that are going to be on the EP changes like day to day. We're like, "No, this one's better. Put this in. Put this on the back burner for now. Put this one on the EP. Now put this on the EP." But like I said, I think it's going to end up being some of the earlier songs that we wrote so we can really give people an insight mm, to mm. where we came from and, and that the whole originality where we just worked with our friends. We, you know, we recorded with Nick Wilson, yeah, from Rocking Horse. But apart from that, everything's mixed and 
edited and mastered by friends of ours and that's important to us for the first EP is to keep it yeah. growing. I think that speaks to a lot of the other things we do and the way we work in this sort of creative hub here on the Gold Coast in Australia is that we, we all look out for each other and when it comes time to needing a DJ or a videographer or a photographer or a model or an actor, we, we have this sort of community of people that we can always reach out to. Yeah, yeah you, you got to look out for your friends. I have a lyric in one of our songs that says, fuck the trends, support your friends. That's, that's dope. Don't go buying that. like, don't go buying like expensive clothes online from some person who's just going to profit from it. Like, if your friend's starting a clothing brand, or if your friend's trying to do something, like buy that product, get behind it, like help your friends out, and then who knows where you're all going to be in five, ten years from now. I've seen it happen to to people. I've seen people work their ass off and then literally just overnight explode. And I know it can happen. So. Yeah. yeah it's kind of yeah. what we're working towards right dude that that that's actually i might steal that phrase for you and get that tattooed <laughs> that's a dope line. The trends support your friends it's there important. we go dude i dig that i might it. just i might yeah. just get that done and I've, i actually messaged um my tattoo artist this morning and said to her, look please do me a solid and um come through to the apartment and like I'll so what's you. the go like you can't go to a tattoo studio right now right we can't, we can't. So we like still super heavy lockdown here, which means she'd have wow. to you know, kind of like come through to the apartment and you know, that, that yeah. I suppose that doesn't really count, you know, like you can have someone come to your house and you could like have a dinner together or something, but you couldn't have like a huge group of people. Um, yeah. And we'll, you know, she'll come for dinner, but you know, she'll just bring the machine with. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so just get like one or two add-ons and, you know, obviously pay her for a time and just support her through this kind of thing. Yeah. Cause She's been an absolute sweetheart, you know, through the past three, four years of my life. And um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't know. Support people like that. People who exactly. work themselves and, exactly. and take their creative energy and try to make a living off it. I mean, that's not an yeah. easy thing to do for anybody. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by a lot of people who do that every day. And me being someone who still works full time, as well as trying to navigate around this creative field, it's inspiring to see people who used to work full time jobs and have now left and, Mm, uh, doing this mm. full time makes me like i actually tried to do it last year and just ran out of money too quick <laughs> had yeah. to go back to I work feel, I, I feel you dude i think yeah you know, like, there's there's um <laughs> there's there, there's something special between different creative fields um with regards to acting and film um whether it's production or the acting side of it and it's music and whether it's production or performing whatever it is there's there's such an, an element of storytelling to those careers and to those industries that yeah. if, you, if you sat back and had people provide for you and had things done easily for you while you pursued this career, one, you would not have the stories and experiences and no, exactly. you know, lyrics to back what you're actually writing. Everything would have been easy and cool. You know, I guess I'll do this and I guess I can do well. Now it's something that you have to fight for. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, something the, special to having to fight for something. That that hustle, that struggle is real, and I'm always such like a big supporter of the underdog story. You know, the person yeah. on the bottom who makes it to the top. Like, yeah. that's so much more inspiring than seeing someone who's had some had it fed to them their whole life, and then yeah. you know gets it. It's yeah, and. Yeah, exactly. That's when you create your art, man. Like that's mm. struggle creates art, you know, the, the depression breeds creativity that 
Mm. When you're in mm. that zone, when you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, mm. that's when you obviously produce your best work because you, it, it, it's all or nothing. It's yeah. if you don't do this, you've got to go back to that nine to five job that you hate. You've got to go back to, you know, that normal life. And for some people, they just can't hack that. And that's what drives them to work in this creative field. That's yeah. why I'm so glad to just be surrounded by people like that. Like I go to work every day and I work around people who will be doing that same job till the day they die. And it's so refreshing to come home and see people who are inspired and ambitious because yeah, dude. otherwise sure. some people don't have that. They go home, they don't see that. So they go back to their job the next day and they just see these unambitious people and then they become like that too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, appreciative and, grateful for my friends and who oh dude and I, I, look i think if you if you surrounded with people that are on the same page as you and you know are kind of indirectly in their own way fighting the same fight that you are couldn't ask for more than 100%. that you know? yeah. um but it's it, it it's actually cool that you bring that up um babe babe <laughs> i want to get the camera rolling for a second episode for youtube yeah um, just because I want to go into the second single and play it as one of people hear it. Jess? Yeah. Jess? Can you do me a favor, <laughs> please, babe, and just push the button on the camera? Um, oh, shit. Sorry, she, she has to get dressed. That would be a little bit awkward to bring that out right now. We, we're not at that level yet. You know, yeah, maybe that's what you need to boost your, uh, <laughs> your yeah, maybe. I mean, have you, have you heard go, of go, OnlyFans? Go. Have you heard of OnlyFans? Like, yeah, my I, girlfriend I could, I could has friends who are making like, fans. dude, my girlfriend has friends who are making like 12 oh, grand a week time, on OnlyFans. Really? They're like quitting their jobs because they're making more money <laughs> off. No uh, ways. Yeah, whatever. Dude, OnlyFans uh, yeah. is a is a is is a whole nother story. That you know, yeah. I don't know if I even want to get into that right yeah, now. Yeah, no, dude, me neither. <laughs> you know, do whatever you've got to do to make money. Like, just I called an I called an Uber home uh, from my friend's place a couple of weeks ago, and I had a bit to drink, and I was with some friends, and we were talking to this uh, Uber driver, and for some reason, I do this thing where like sometimes I'll just like method act when i'm out and drunk and i just <laughs> pretend to be like a whole different person I love anyway doing I, can, that, dude. I convinced this um uber driver that i created only fans and he, no. was asking these, he was asking me all these questions about it he was like yeah but what about the girls and i was like i don't care man they make their money i make mine like i was just i was in character but like no ways Maybe this guy had like a young daughter or something that he was like in the back of his and mind he's he like, like convinced oh, that she's doing it yeah <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. But I've done I, that I, a couple of times. It's, dude, it's I, fun I, to just go out and pretend to be a whole different person sometimes. I did yeah. that once. We were um, <laughs> we were up in up in Durban, which is another city up on the coast, and um, we went to a rugby game that the whole cast had come with to um, for the movie that I was filming at the time, and um, went through to that. And everyone had other stuff to do, so everyone ended up leaving and going and doing their thing after the game. And I was like, this can't be the end of it. Like, it can't stop here. We have to keep the party going. You know, because like at a rugby game, you're like, everyone's drinking tons of beers and everyone's having fun yeah. and doing their thing and whatever. And there was this random VIP party happening like down in the corner. And they had this like pool set up and this like beach bar. They put like, I don't know how many kilos of sand all along the edge, like make this little beach bar vibe. 
So we suss this out and I'm like, wait a second. There's no ways that you can't include me in on that. And <laughs> it was myself, my girlfriend, my dad, and one of his mates and his mate ended up getting in. And we walk down because he calls my dad and we're like, dude, where are you? He goes, I'm in the private party. Like I got in. We're like, no ways, you son of a bitch. So we end up walking through and we get to the fence and the security guard is like, sorry, you guys can't come in. He's on the other side of the fence and I'm looking at the security guard like, do you have any idea who this guy is? And she's like, no, no idea. And I was like, but you let him in. And she's like, well, then he got in. And I was like, oh, okay. So if that's the game we're playing, watch me get inside this party. So we walk down this long like corridor. We get to the entrance and there's two, uh, like, they must've been like, like early twenties, two girls sitting behind this like desk. Everything's very fancy. There's this huge bouncer standing next to them. And I rate, okay, this is, this is my time to shine. You know, like acting in front of cameras, one thing, but I'm about to make it a whole nother story. Yeah. And, um, I go to them and I go, hi, I'm Josh. Um, I'm here for the party kind of thing, you know? And they go, they look at their guest list and they go through it and they, uh, no, sorry, you're not on the guest list. And I go, what? So they're like, no, you're not, you're not on the guest list. And I was like, I'm not on the guest list. And they go, no, like you're not on yet. So I, yeah, I, I play the, do you know who I am card? And I was like, um, I'm sorry. Um, geez, this is really embarrassing. But, um, you know, production sent me and told me to join in on this party. And apparently we were invited through for it. And, you know, I've, I've, I've got, you know, um, I've pointed at my dad and I tell them he's this big shot guy for this and this and this and point at my girlfriend. And I'm like, she's this and this and this. And I brought these three, like three friends through and you guys are embarrassing me in front of them. But at the end of the day, you know, like it's not your fault. Don't worry. I'm sure someone, you know, somewhere else made the mistake. And they yeah, go, wait, good. wait, 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 wait. Like, you know, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So I go, why? Like, what's up? And they go, aren't you that guy? And I'm like, Hey, there we go. And I was like, and it's, it, it's the only time ever in my entire life, like that. I just milked the position that I had. And they were like, yeah. we follow you on Instagram. And I was like, don't yo, whatever. Like got a photo with them. And I was like, I'll follow you guys back. Like, thank you so much. And I'm pretty sure that they knew I was bullshitting, but they were willing to commit to the story that I told. And they let us in and we had the dopest time, like at yeah. this VIP party. And, um, that was the only time that I've like thrown weight around and been like, Hey, let yeah. me, you know, and I, yeah. dude, I, I wasn't even calling myself like an actor, you know, like that would just be typical. They'd be like, who do you think you are? Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. So I was, I was like upping playing the story of like, I'm this big shot producer, you know, like <laughs> I was going the full nine, dude. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to waste time with like a minor story. I'm going to go hard at the paint, you know? Yeah, we definitely do that as well. Like, um, they have a lot of festivals here in Australia. Like, during the summer and stuff, there's just festivals, like, every weekend all over the place. And for a while, um, my bandmate, also my roommate, Nick, um, he has a production company called JN, does a, like, a lot of, like, yes. uh, music videos for oh, Australian yeah. artists and stuff. So um, one thing he does, too, is when he does a music video for somebody when they play a festival, he'll go to the festival and, you know, get media pass and we'll be able to go and film. And there's been so many times when like, he's only got one media pass and he gets like four or five bus in. No way. And it's like, once you've been to a festival in like, in like VIP or something, you never want to go 
festival oh again. dude for sure and i remember yeah. there was this run where we just got we got into like five festivals in a row for free just by like bullshitting who we were or saying no the media or whatever and then fomo came around and it just it didn't work and <laughs> i remember we like me and nick were just like pacing around to this place called river stage in brisbane and it's like in a botanical garden and it's just like on a hill and the stage is the bottom of the hill and we just like walked the entire perimeter till we found, cause there's like cops all around until we found a spot where there was no cops. And there was this like huge, like over like 120 kilo guy, right. just like boosting people over this fence. And he's no like, way. go, go, go. So me and Nick <laughs> just boosted over this fence. And then we, we got on the other side and we're like, what about you? And he's like, don't worry about me, bro. I'm just helping out everyone else. And I was like, fuck, we're like, what, what a good guy. Anyway, we got into the festival, met up with our friends. 20 minutes later, I'm walking through, who do I see in the crowd? That dude. And I'm like, how oh, was? Did you get in? He's like, we got over the fence. And I'm just looking at this guy like, you got over the fence, man? Who, who boosted you up? It must have been you. You must have been there, bro, to boost him up. Because yeah, there we go. It had to be like Thor or something, man. Just change up and just give, you know, give the... I didn't think I was going to see that guy again. I ended up like buying him a drink and stuff. I was like, dude. What a legend! Been here if it wasn't what a you. legend! Yeah, yeah, dude. That like, that's the thing, you know. Like, I haven't been to any festivals in such a long time, um, just because. Yeah, I, like, uh, I feel I like they really. get like really commercial here. Um, yeah, which is which is typical of it, but dude, Cape Town's like really good at throwing festivals and like day parties and stuff like that, and. You know, it, it, it's it's wrong to just not attend them. And I haven't for such yeah. a long time. But now that lockdown and everything has happened and like Corona, I'm coming out of this lockdown being like, okay, you know, at least get your, you know, get your ass out of the house. Stop working and doing everything else you're doing and just go have a good time with friends on a Saturday afternoon. Do you guys um, um like have any indication of when the lockdown in South Africa is going to ease or? Oh, dude, like for us... I know that in Canada for them, level one is bad and level five is good because they're kind of working through the numbers. For us, it's the opposite way. So level five was the most intense. Yeah. We've now made it to level three. Um, level one is when things basically go back to normal. So like uh, yeah. tattoo parlors will open up at level one. Gyms will open yeah, up at cool. level one. Um, actually, gyms maybe level two. Hello? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. where can you go right now? You can just go get like groceries and pretty much well, that's it. Or that's the thing, dude. Like we went for a walk the other day. We wanted to go for a hike um, up Lion's Head here in in Cape Town, and um, went up. They wouldn't let us through because there were fires and stuff, and they kind of used that as an excuse, which is bullshit. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We all know what's actually going on, so it's okay. But um, we couldn't do that, so we took like a long like anywhere between 10 and 15 kilometer walk through, you know, like the coast side here where we, where we staying and things yeah. that was the first time we've actually seen, I want to say society. I'm making it sound quite hectic, but yeah. society in Cape Town and like how it's slowly going back to normal. People are walking and running and walking their dogs. And there's a lot of people driving again and slowly getting back to normal, but it's, you know, it's no weird. Cause yeah, like here in Australia, it's, the main thing that stopped was just like social gatherings. So like I live in a place on the Gold Coast in Queensland called Burley Heads, which is a super like massive cafe culture, massive like nightlife bar culture. And that was all the stuff that kind of stopped was these gatherings yeah. of big people. But 
for the most part, you could go to the shops. You could, I think like the only thing they really did was that like between seven and eight in the morning was like senior hours. So you had to be over 60 to go into the shops, but apart from that, you could go whenever you want. And mm. they were quite relaxed over here, which is, um, I think in New Zealand, they went really like hectic and hardcore. Yeah. And now New Zealand's been like 18, 19 days without a case. But we still kept things quite, I guess maybe Australia was trying to keep the economy running and stuff. And we kept things still quite open. There was restrictions on some things, but definitely not as crazy as what they've done in other countries over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I, I feel so bad, but I really don't watch the news that much dude i'm I mean, i'm 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 terrible when it comes to the news and just keeping up to date like <laughs> i spend a lot of time on social medias and stuff but like the news and everything yeah. i'm really not that great with it um i mean i just like go to work in the morning and then like come home and i hang out with the same like three four people mainly every day <laughs> which is like the guys in my band and stuff so dude, i'm exactly i haven't the same. really crossed these obstacles and then even my family it was like my family are only 30 minutes up the road if i want to go see them guidelines about distancing and stuff but um yeah i was, I was still seeing my family on like a yeah. weekly basis now, yeah so but as long yeah. as you guys are still able to make music everyone's happy eh? yeah well i mean that's like <laughs> where i am where i am right now this is like a so here in burley me and nick live in like a it's like a warehouse like yeah in the industrial area um so upstairs is like a mezzanine that's got like bedrooms and like a lounge room and Dope. an office where we work and stuff and then downstairs is like kitchen bathroom this room which is a soundproof room that we built to rehearse in um and then the rest is a uh, photography wall on the other side of this wall and um yeah, so I mean, I I haven't had much reason to like leave this place. So yeah, that's nothing, true. I I don't feel too affected by it, but at, like at the same time, my girlfriend is an international flight attendant for Qantas, and she obviously like literally just like lost her job out of nowhere, couldn't fly yeah. anywhere. Um, so we have like government stimulus packages and stuff here that she's been mm, on, but. Mm. It's a big shake-up. It's it's kind of hard because it hasn't really affected me too much, but I can see around me a lot of people are getting quite stir-crazy. They don't know what to do. They don't have anything yeah. to do. They're getting money free from the government and not having to go to work. So everyone's just staying home or because you can't go out. And it's it's bad. it's bad for mental health. I've seen it happen to like a lot of my friends that mm-hmm. yeah, everyone seems to just be getting a bit in their own head and stuff. So Oh, dude, 100%. I think like you know, getting back to normal society and, you know, being out in public and around people again is going to be a huge adjustment for a lot of people. Mm. Um, you know, if, if you suffer with right now during lockdown, like depression and stuff like that is mm. at all time high, but then coming out of it again, social anxiety and, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, like getting out of the house and learning and then, how to yeah, interact people and stuff have, again. Yeah. People that have almost gotten, accustomed and climatized to this social distancing and being on their own and then yeah. who have pre-existing like you said anxiety disorders and then trying to make their way back out into the world and mm, i don't yeah. know if you've ever had like a couple of days off work because you pretended to be sick but then the first day you go back to work <laughs> you're always like 
very anxious and you're like, what yeah. are these people thinking? And like, it, I, I can imagine that that's quite a daunting experience for everyone. Yeah. It's hard for me to relate because nothing's really changed for me, but yeah, it's going to be um, interesting. I just can't wait for everything to get back together so that we can go play shows, man. I mean, oh, dude, that's like, yeah, that's we, what, we that's were just, getting, we were heart, just kicking off and then it happened. Yeah. That's what, that's what breaks my heart about this whole thing is that like, you know, we can chat about the music and listen to the music. And at the end of the day, especially the kind of stuff that you guys make where it's at is seeing it in person, you know, and seeing you guys go off and perform live and, you know, feel yeah. the vibe of everyone. And there's, there's actually been a couple videos on your profile, which I wanted to bring up just cause I wanted to give some credit to yeah. um, the mates of yours. So you mentioned, <laughs> I, I might say this wrong, JN collective. Yeah. So it's meant to sound like the, letter j and the letter n because it's our two friends of mine john and nick so j and and then they just came up with a word a e n j n collective one word on on instagram so check that out this stuff's really dope and then you guys also run like a rave club type vibe out of the warehouse (laughs) that you're staying in Uh, that's actually in this room that i'm in right now so is that um, where you guys like do all the videos and stuff? Yeah. So this room is, is pretty small. I mean, the door's right there. And like, what could I say? It's going to be like four meters by like two and a half, three. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty small. And we kind of just came up with this idea to start throwing raves where the DJ stands and looks at the wall and everybody's behind him. I don't know if you've ever seen like a boiler room video. Yes. But it's almost a similar concept where that's like everything happening inclusive. behind the DJ, which is super yeah, unusual. So it's very inclusive. Yeah. And we film it from the front angle. We film it from an above angle. We get the crowd and um, we've worked with some pretty cool people through that. And a lot of them say, you know, like they play at clubs and you're up on a stage and the audience is almost like five, 10 meters away from you. Even yeah. festivals. Yeah. There's no interaction. And then to come play something like this, where there's literally, you can only fit, like 40 people in the room and everybody in that room is just so into the music that it's, you almost feel more appreciation than playing a club full of hundreds of people where half yeah. the money yeah. paying attention. So we worked Actually, with guys like Wongo who's played like massive festivals all over the world. And he says that this is like one of the most fun things he did. No ways. Because of the interactive experience. Actually, yeah. I actually want to play a little like, so this is the kind of vibe. It, it, it's a video with scram music. Um, and you got yourself and someone else in like yeah. these like <laughs> white out suits so and goggles like spraying <laughs> things. So... Yeah. <laughs> let me uh let me get into it a little bit. Just play a little was, bit. Um, so you guys can yeah, yeah. play a little clip of the video and then yeah. I'll put a video over it as well. So wait, let me, let me get all yeah, and I'll, I'll put a video over, but it's, uh, so oh, dude, it looks happened, like such a good time. <laughs> yeah. So all this um, COVID stuff happened and obviously you can't cram 40 people into a tiny room when there's fear of spreading a mass pandemic. So yeah, uh, we came up with the idea. We still wanted to keep putting content out through sweatshop. So uh, me and a good friend of mine, Luke, we we hit up a DJ. We organized it. Her name's Scram. She's awesome. Yeah. Actually had some of the craziest, hardest beats I've ever heard in this room. And yeah. 
the whole idea was that it was like 1.5 meters, like literally people can't be in groups more than three. So we got me and my friend to go get like full hazmat suits, <laughs> um, like face masks. Yeah. And then we spray painted them in like neon colors to make it look cool. And then we just got in here and did a sweatshop like we'd normally do, but just with the two of us Dope. practicing safe hygiene and yeah. Yeah. I literally can't wait. I think at the moment right now in Queensland, it's like 20 people, but I kind of want to wait till we can get a few more than that back in yeah. here before we kick this off again. Cause yeah, it's, it's such a vibe being in this tiny room where you literally like can't move and it gets so hot and sweaty. Like that's why we call it sweatshop. Sweatshop. We had a, we had a um, DJ come over and play one. Uh, he's from the UK and he did like a back-to-back -back with an Aussie DJ and he was just sweating so hard. And really? the Aussie DJ obviously climatized. He kept trying to open the door <laughs> and the Aussie DJ was like, nah, just shut closing the door. It again. We're going to keep going right now. And this dude's like dying, about to like, pass <laughs> out from heat stroke. Uh, yeah, but that was Billy Kenny and, um, and Wongo. That was, that was a cool night. And yeah, yeah this thing kind of keeps growing and growing. So we'll, we'll see where it ends up. Yeah, Soon we want to try and start taking them maybe out of this small room into like bigger into, venues and stuff. into the whole but warehouse. Yeah, at the moment, the, the vibe is literally this tiny room, massive DJs, like huge DJs, but you're only in there with like 40 other people, and you that's just get awesome, to every single second. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like I feel like that environment's cool because everyone knows each other and everyone gets along. So it's like a really safe environment for people to just so, let loose and have yeah. fun and kind of do their thing. The way we do tickets and stuff is interesting. It's like we have the Instagram and we sort of do like a comment based things. And then it's like exclusive. You don't pay for the DJs. We don't pay the DJs to come play. You don't pay for a ticket to come watch. It's like if you've been following the page for a while and you're a dedicated fan and we see you commenting and all that, you get an invite. So it's, that's it, you've got to be about the music, you know, and just pay some money and come down. It's, it's invite only. And it's only yeah. for people that we know are going to like rage out and just, there's always really a good vibe. Music. Dude. But it's, yeah, um, which it's obviously it's, gets the DJs hyped as well. Yeah. It's sweatshop volumes on Instagram. So S W E A T. S-H-O-P-V-O-L-U-M-E-S, yeah. all one word, sweatshop volumes on Instagram. And everything um, we uh, do, we film and we put up on YouTube as well. So if you go to YouTube and you look up, I think they get posted on the JN Collective YouTube. But if you just type in sweatshop volumes, they all come up. I think there's about five on there now. Let's we've got a couple of right pipelines now. that we've already filmed. Um, oh, there we go, dude. It's on you. Jeez, yeah. there's like tons of views. So here's yeah. <laughs> Let's get this going. Is that, yeah. So you can, um, you know, if it's Friday night or whatever, you can get it up on your TV, play it through the speakers and. Yeah, uh, dude, that's use, At the moment, they're only like 30 minute mixes, but you know, it'll just keep playing through them and it's, it's something. Fun well, that's perfect. I find it's funny to try and like pick out a single person in the crowd and watch what they do. Yeah. And, it always it like the camera angles change, but you can still pick the same person. And if you watch one person for long enough, if you watch anyone for long enough, they start looking funny. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. We're trying to like involve you know cool fun mixes to get you dancing with a visual aspect that you can get into as well. So that's sick, dude. Yeah. 
to the fan. And they're very like, like no rules. They're very like, we smoke in this room and like yeah. we drink in this room and yeah. Like the DJs are like smoking cigarettes while they play and it's, there's no rules. It's, not, it's definitely, we're trying to pretty much destroy that club stigma of how that things have stigma. to be. And Once again, as you said, like fuck trends, support your friends. Yeah, yeah, let people know that it's underground to go to a club when you can show that you love it and get invited for free to sign like this. And Because mm-hmm. we also mm-hmm. do, we have like a live feed going from one of the cameras to a projector that we have just outside the room. So even if you can't fit in the room, you can see what's happening live in the room from outside and hear it outside as well. Awesome. But yeah, it's, um, you guys have so things, much going on. One of the things the we world. do. You guys yeah, have it's, so <laughs> much going from filming to a band to sweatshop volumes, yeah. to everything going on, dude. It's, it's, it's always great to, to have someone like you on and, I take my hat off to you, not only for being a talented individual, but for your, your views on things about supporting your friends and, you know, staying, staying real to the art that you do and helping yeah. friends out, you know, to do their thing and creating this community of creatives. Um, Cause sure, creatives are important. usually people that get overlooked, you know, creatives mm. are people that don't get considered. It's a hard money. industry to make money in. And like, is, don't get me it wrong. Is. There are certain people that really break through that barrier and get to that next level of like, super stardom through this platform but for the majority of people it's a struggle and like i can appreciate that struggle because it's it's watching people not want to live a normal life and aspiring to be something different and creative and not what everybody else sees all the time and Mm -hmm. anytime you see one of your friends trying to do that like i always have their back like i've got a friend of mine right now who's um he's been like a financial advisor for like four years and he literally just quit his job after covid uh had all his money saved and just started a clothing brand and was like fuck awesome. i'm not going back to finance i'm not i'm not doing that i'm starting a clothing brand and i'm going to sell clothes all around the world well and what's the name I, of the brand like uh it's called no idols no idols let's get them out there look it up on insta yeah for sure it's actually like literally the first drop is only about to happen in a couple of weeks it's very fresh but yeah i just hit him with a follow no idols yeah that's them right that's it man no idols i dig it i hit him with a follow it's no idols uh no underscore idols on instagram let's give a shout out to them and get people to follow them as well and you know i dig that dude but i want to say i'm gonna play a little bit of contagious for everyone at the end of this, just because we've told everyone so many times that we're going to do it. But I think, (laughs) I think what we need to do is get another episode going where we can have a good look into why you wrote the song, how you made it. um, And just give people a little, a little bit of background into that. So for now, I'm going to play them a little bit just to end off our chat, play them a little bit. And then um, we'll have some, we'll, we'll have some final words to say afterward. But, um, I really want to get this out just to let you guys hear a little bit of it before we end this episode. Um, here is Parker Up's other single called Contagious. I'm going to get a little bit out there for you guys.
It's so crazy, like crazy to see you like singing along. It's yeah. I remember we um we played a show in Melbourne for the first time. It was actually for uh, Billy Bones Club had a big uh, party, oh, and they asked us to come down. And it's funny, like we were a pretty new band at the time, and literally everybody else playing were like way more established than yeah. us. And we told Sam, who runs Billy Bones, we're like, look, you've got to put us last because we're a very like yeah energetic and heavy band and if you put us before any other band it's only gonna like when they come on it's That's not gonna, gonna have the same effect so yeah. somehow we ended up being the headliner of this, no of well this done, party dude. like we fully like just like nah you've got to make us the headliner <laughs> but yeah that was awesome and that was the first time when like i was in another city and we played a song it was cowgirl and like the sadistic mayhem part people were like singing that back to me from the crowd and that no ways. that was like it's weird when you start a band you, you hit all these milestones and every little one feels so important like that was one for sure like playing to a crowd and having them sing the song back to you just you know playing the first show uh we got played on the radio for the first time a couple of weeks ago on a channel here called triple j and oh shit just that Triple J do like yeah. top 100 and like yeah, the hottest 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're an awesome radio station and um, there's like a segment that they do every Wednesday night called Short Fast Loud and it's like yeah. punk and like short fast loud songs and they play Contagious on there and like well even done, just hearing dude. the well announcer done. like give it a give it a good rap and be like this is such a sick song like just to hear that was. It's almost a spin out, like to make something. And then even you right now, like just mouthing along with those words to know that we wrote that in this tiny little room. And then now it's in South Africa and you're singing along to it. It's, it's such a surreal feeling. And it's a feeling like that I've gotten from, from artists and bands before that inclusivity that like you could feel so alone, but you could put on a, a band or an artist and, everything they say you can relate to and yeah. it makes you not feel alone anymore mm. and that's just kind of the same sort of feeling i want to give to other people when they listen to my music is like take those feelings that you might not be able to put into words or sounds or emotions and then you know display it in a certain way that just brings it all to the surface and then yeah. you hear it and all of a sudden you just all these things have been playing on your mind. They're all coming to you. It's, and but that's what's... That's happening that's to me a so lot now. I'd love about, to do that to other people. That's what's so special about what you do is that you provide people with the opportunity to express when they might not know how to do that. Um, mm. You know, and to, exactly, and as you man. say, feel, feel included in a group. And, you know, like yeah. you, you say for you, there's like milestones for you in life with you know, achievements as a band and like musically where, yeah. you know, like I, I can say the same thing from my side in that the fact that I've been listening to Cargill and Contagious for such a long time. And then, you know, I can drop you a DM and be like, Hey dude, come on the show. You know, like let's have a chat and get to know each other. <laughs> and you agree awesome. to that. Like this for me yeah. is a milestone because music. It's such a milestone for me, man. Exactly. Like, it, dude. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like I was, I was, I was saying to someone recently where this time in my life where, 
there's so many things going on from my sideline business and the podcast and acting and everything that's going on at the moment. This is the time of my life where I meet people that mean the most to me, where I make connections with people on a business level as well as a personal level, where I meet people sure. that I know are like, you know, you, I'm, I'm 24 now. I'm actually, I don't even know how old you are, but like I'm, I'm 24 right now. And to be at this time in my life now where I'm finally at a stage where I know what I value in people and I know what I like about people and I yeah. can identify things of myself that are good and bad and that, you know, that people can get along with and that kind of gives us a connection. And I'm at that stage in my life now where I'm actively watching the things that happen around me and I'm actively paying attention to the people that tell me their stories and, you know, come on and share things. I'm actively paying attention to that and going, fuck, there's good people out there. Um, you know, there's <laughs> it's crazy, talented, like creative some, people. It's fun. Like, literally, some of the conversations we've had tonight are conversations that I'll have with myself in the car driving home from work where I, I picture this idea of, like, maybe my band's huge in the future and I'm getting interviewed and I'm, they're asking me about the recording process or how can I with this and, like, I literally like I drive home by myself and I have those conversations with myself and then like to be, <laughs> to be able to almost do this in person is it's again it feels like a milestone I feel like every yeah. time you hit a milestone you're doing the right thing because you're moving forward right exactly and and also yeah, like it's, it's crazy you know yeah. for, for 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 each individual a milestone is a different thing you know like for me there's milestones that, you know, might not mean the same to someone else. Um, there's things that I'm doing that, you know, friends of mine don't do um, yeah. that, you know, don't see. Well, the there's something of. that you do, you do for the first time. Like I remember when we finally got played on triple J, I was over the moon, but <laughs> like I've got 10, 20 friends get played on triple J every day. Yeah. It's like, like you said, it's personal to you and you exactly. should set your own milestones and try and achieve those things. And it's your story you're not doing that. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. And I, dude, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you guys on for um, a second one to chat about contagious. We've kind of run out of a little bit of time. Just we've had so much to talk about. Um, yeah, I will definitely have you on for a second episode where we can dive a little bit into contagious and play people some more of that. Um, I'll definitely post yeah, up. I'd like some. to talk about the uh, the meaning behind those lyrics too. Um, yeah, yeah, that's something I'd like to touch on. Let's in the do that. For Let's sure. do that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think, Maybe um, I can get some of the other band members on. We can <laughs> see what they think. I'd yeah, hate to dude, um, mis idea. misrepresent the band, like as the spokesperson. I'm definitely not the spokesperson, and like I definitely don't think of myself as like the leader of the band. Like I'm the lead singer, but I'm not the leader. We are all equal. Yeah. There's three of us and there's no leader. There's no like anyone calling these shots. We're, we're all even. And I think, yeah. yeah, that's important. You don't want a band where there's just one front man doing everything and you just get told what to do. That's yeah. No, dude, for sure. You want to have a connection with everyone. And, you know, as you said, I think you put it best when you said how the three of you have a different background, a different upbringing, a different style, yeah. a different preference. And, what makes it so good is that you guys are able to mix that all together and produce something yeah. very special. So don't get me wrong. Like we conflict like often, but the confliction's good. It if is, we all came dude. from the same background. We make the same music as the people we listen to. And then 
what are you doing apart from making music that everyone else yeah. has already heard? Like we're, yeah. we're really trying to bridge the gap between genres and create something that people haven't heard before or maybe not heard in, in a while. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's a good idea, dude. I think we, um, we can end off episode one. I'm going to say one of two, we can end off one of two. Um, I'm definitely going to drop you through some lyrics that I've written, some ideas that I have when I have a chat. Yeah, I'm keen to hear. It's just just random shit, dude, that I've written in notes on my phone. When we, when we write songs and we play in like rehearse songs, I literally, I come up with the melody for the lyrics before I come up with the lyrics. So I've probably got about eight or 10 songs right now that we play in rehearsal, but I have no lyrics for. So instead of saying the lyrics, I either, I either freestyle them or I just go, yeah there we go dude and then i i come up with that first then i listen back then i think oh these words could work in there so who knows man maybe you've got some uh, words that are gonna fit let's see dude it would it would it would be the biggest honor dude to get to to get to contribute to something that you guys are doing so let's jump on top of that but for now i just want to say thank you everyone for listening to this one I'm going to promote the living shit out of this one. So hopefully everyone gets a good chance to listen to this. Um, Once again, shout out to Jane Collective, shout out to Sweaty Shop Volumes and shout out to Pucker Up. Um, Jamal, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Much love to you. Appreciate Um, it, man. Yeah, dude, I I, I value what you do. I value your time and your opinion. Um, Love what you guys are all about. And um, yeah, consider you a friend, dude. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on. We'll chat next week on another one, you know. So yeah, I'm, yo, I'm go out. Man. I appreciate it. This Listen was awesome. Chicago. I mean, I was, I was nervous at the start of this, but this has been one of the, one of the more fun things I've done all year. So appreciate that, bro. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think, um, yeah, everyone go iTunes, Spotify, go find Pucker yeah. Up. It's um, on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. We have a film clip uh, and both the singles on YouTube. So anyway, you need to find it. Just type in Pucker Up. It's got a V. So it's like P-V-C-K-E-R and then just U-P. So the yeah. U in Pucker is a V, but not in Up. So P-V-C-K-E-R, yeah. Up, Pucker Up. Go check us out. We only did that because there's literally already a band on Spotify called Pucker Up. But whatever that's all right but you guys are better so <laughs> fuck that <laughs> i don't know so, you might have to look look them up and have a listen i have and i'll let you decide <laughs> yeah I and mean, you guys do your thing but for now pv <laughs> yeah it's cool because as soon as you type in pv it comes straight up so oh there we go pv type in pv to exactly. every platform you have pucker up's going to come up there we go. I'll, I'll, I'll attach, um, some, some vocals, some images, um, some links yeah. and everything into the videos for you guys to go listen to and to go and download this stuff and just jump on something that's big enough coming. Um, once again, fuck trends and support your friends. So PV that's on it, every bro. platform that you have. So. One thing, it's fuck the trends, support your friends. There we go, dude. I love that. So yeah, shout out to everyone for listening. Thank you so much. Much love. Uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on this one. I appreciate it. No worries, man.